And there we go. We are back again with the Write the Radio podcast. Trying to bring some level of professionalism after our pre-show conversation is going to be difficult here. but <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's just roll into it. We got Bobby Dubs in studio, as always. How you doing today, Bob? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Welcome and bienvenue. Yeah. What? Welcome. Oh. It's no. French, Rob. It's French. <laughs> yes, that disembodied voice who I'm just imagining sort of his head over the camera <laughs> as to where he sees us, because that freaks me out less, is John Barcher joining the show for the first time. Hey, fellas. How are you? Doing good. Good evening. Yeah. If you want to see Love John, I get to be to I get YouTube to be in my future right daughter's now. room and I get to talk to you guys on a Tuesday night. It's fantastic. Yes, uh, t- Tuesday night, four twenty. Also a Taco Tuesday. <laughs> that means Taco Bell at the Manoff House. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that's Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, already ordered. What's like up, guys? Ten things. Huh? <laughs> you already have ten things ordered, Diane. <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll get to yeah. my Taco Bell order. <laughs> and that is also Brian Doherty in studio once again joining us. How you doing today, Doc? I'm doing good. Doing good. Get, get my laughs out here. <laughs> <laughs> we will do that. We, we will get you a heavy dose of laughs here on Right the Radio. Yeah, I think that's usually become the goal. Just get the giggles out and then go about the rest of our week is serious people never been serious <laughs> yeah. so we do have a serious topic of debate uh, for this evening oh, we're gonna start with that we could i don't know uh, yeah we can start with the debate yeah. get it out of the way where's all your notes where's all your notes big man get to the elephant in the room let's yeah. go we should just address these things head on i so believe if, yeah. if you are a a listener a long time listener then you know of my infatuation, I'm not going to say my infatuation, but my respect for the game of Eli Manning and the fact that a lot of people don't believe uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I believe he does. I believe his resume speaks for itself in terms of football, in terms of the game, the history of the game, and what it means, and that he should be appreciated for it. Mr. Barchard, on the other hand, tends to disagree with me. So now we're going to discuss it. I think that was infatuation was the right word. <laughs> yeah. I got a man crush on Eli. What you saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Bobby. <laughs> the least attractive Manning brother, by the way. <laughs> is he? Yeah. I think Peyton's cuter. I don't know what it is. <laughs> There's and another Cooper, one. Cooper obviously is number one. <laughs> Cooper's number one. Uh, I got to think for the for the all shucks look. It's adorable. <laughs> That's what gets me about Eli. It's the all shucks. Missed <laughs> again. <laughs> we'll get him next time, guys. No. Did you just ask? Never mind. What? What did I do now? <laughs> For long-time listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We Look, got like 10 been, episodes. It's 14 now. Oh. <laughs> this is going on since November. Yeah, that's more than like 93% of podcasts. Nah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Most right. of them top out at like 12, 13 episodes. It's a statistic. Is it? I believe. Huh. Well, we made it. <laughs> All right, Anybody you guys can go. make up a statistic. That's 38% it. Well, of people know that. Top 7% well, here and OnlyFans. <laughs> Real quick, you're not a real podcast unless you at least have 100 episodes in my eyes. So y'all got a long way to go. 
so are we a mat? Are we here right now? Am I dream? Am I dreaming this? Exactly. The voice from heaven. Oh, damn it! I should have quit the Lunesta. <laughs> I'm gonna start a real podcast tonight, then. Well, anyway, I don't know who wants to go first. If anybody wants to plead their case, and you know, you are in the midst of who's uh, anybody? Well, it's, me, it's I you and John. It. Like I'm gonna, Bobby Dubs. I'll go first. Bobby Dubs is pro Eli. Barchard is anti Eli. Go. I'm going to go first with my argument, okay? Here we go. My biggest argument for Eli Manning is really just uh, precedence. The precedence that's been set by the people they have allowed, or not going to say allowed, but elected to the Hall of Fame speaks for itself. And then when you look at his resume and cross-reference it, there, there, there's, no incon- there's no conceivable way to then leave him out. Like, it, the point is almost moot. We can argue if he should be in there. We know for a fact he's going to be in there because his resume says so. Eli Manning, is gonna reti- when he retired, was top 10, actually top 9, in passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, I believe, and um, passing yards, touchdowns. All you the- have notes. It was a strong argument here, Bobby. <laughs> 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 We completely oh. ditched the no notes thing and went to this. He's also yards with, so and yards he's done with, all this. My thing is also like you have to respect the fact he's done all this with rarely any really top supporting cast. In the 16 seasons he's been in New York, you know how many Pro Bowl position players he's played with? Three. More than Three in 16 years. Those were pretty good players, though. I mean, Jeremy. Shockey, who got hurt the year he won the Super Bowl, so he didn't have Shockey that year. Why are you yelling at He won. Well, I mean, he didn't have Shockey at all. Mickey. He won a Super Bowl with no Tiki Barber, no Jeremy Shockey, and guys like Ike Hilliard and Imani Toomer. Speaking of that, not Mickey uh, Wright. Th- no, they are, they are no, better no, than no, anybody whoa, whoa. McNabb played with, whoa, whoa, and he had Plaxico. He had Plaxico. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That doesn't hurt his case. I'm going to mediate. Barcher, go. First of all, Amani Toomer is a great player, and know your facts when you talk about that. Second of all, if your only argument is precedence, then the argument is already done. That tells you everything you need to know about Eli Manning, the most underachieving, last name having quarterback that should not be in there because statistically, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, and a bunch of others are going to not only surpass him, but be better than him by the time that they are done hanging it up, which Philip Rivers has done and is now officially a better quarterback and has had a better career with the championships not on his belt because nobody can win for the Chargers. And that's just an accepted fact at this point. And the only reason that he's getting in there is because of his defense and beating Tom Brady. And that's it. So uh, if that's the case, then then uh, question, let me allow Foles into the, the building and say congratulations. Question, question for anybody in the room. All right, Bobby, Which you can go. Which player in NFL history has the most passing yards for a single playoff in NFL history? It's Eli Manning, okay? So that was the defense. Yards. That was Eli Empty Manning busting calories. people's ass all 2011 from January how, how, to February. Bobby, Bobby, out of those yards, ahead, how John. many touchdowns did they score? What does that matter? He because it record. doesn't matter if it's no scores attached to yards. Yards don't matter. Yards have never mattered ever, 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 ever for a quarterback. When they retired, were that high on every list and didn't get in. 
just just please name somebody who was who was top ten in all three, multiple Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl rings, and two Super Bowl MVPs. Meanwhile, only five people on planet Earth can say they have two Super Bowl MVPs. You tell me the one. Please name me somebody who has what he has and is not in. You That's can't. What I'm he, you can't. He, 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 hey, 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 you're John, go ahead. Saying what we all, I can't because you're saying we all know what's going to happen here. That's not what I'm arguing. We obviously okay, know he's going to get to the Hall of Fame. If it's going to happen, the point is does he deserve it or not. Hey, clearly, stop interrupting. Clearly, you think he does not because the only thing you said is precedence and yards. Two things that don't matter for quarterbacks and how you evaluate them. Next. I, I, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence when it comes to these Super Bowl rings, by the way. I mean, what, the best catch of, what, Mario Manningham's entire career? And, what, the only catch we'll ever remember David Tyree ever making, possibly? I mean, it might be the only catch he's ever made, period. Lucky it's in the world. (laughs) Eli definitely has a spot in the Hall of Luck. And if we're getting Eli in, can I campaign for my guy, Carson Palmer? What? That's not no. what this is about. And hell no. Well, we'll fall off the chair. <laughs> I feel left out. Well, you're going to tell me and Julie- I think Carson Palmer was excellent. You're I just, just wanted to put that You're going to tell there. me Julian Edelman should be in next, aren't you? Look, he's a gym rat. He hustles. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. But no, Julian Edelman oh. should get hey. nowhere near the Hall of Fame. Barcher, do you want to uh, possibly bring up Eli's regular season record? I know a bunch of players who have positive regular season records are above 500 who are hot garbage. Re- Not quarterbacks. W- winning yeah. with Super Bowl rings? Yes. A, nah. Trent Dilfer he's, he's, has a above 500 regular season record in a Super Bowl ring. I'll stick We're going to put him in the Hall of Fame now? Yeah. We're going to say he's better than Eli Manning? It's garbage. You can't give the defense all the credit for winning the Super Bowls and then want to blame, oh, he had nothing else when he's coming to the regular season in the wins. Oh, he didn't win them all because of whatever reason. It happens. This is a team game. What happens is when he gets to the playoffs, he has been better than most quarterbacks that have ever played this game. There are 11 oh, quarterbacks oh, oh, in the oh, hall. Oh, no, Bobby, Bobby, Listen. Bobby, hold on, hold on, stop right there. That Whoop. is literally the Julian Edelman argument that you no, made. yes, you no, just said that right then and there. That I'm talking Julian about per argument. game stuff. You know, Eli Eli Manning's passer rating is better than 11 players who are already in the Hall of Fame as a quarterback. His passer rating went up three points when he gets in the playoffs. Who, Joe? Are, no, this well, is the one player, Joe Namath? No, these are the players who Eli Manning has a better playoff passer rating than. Brett Favre, Warren Moon, Foles. Steve Young, Ken Stabler, Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Len Dawson, Dan Marino, Roger Stahlbeck, Peyton Manning, and Ben Roethlisberger. All overrated. So, so you're saying when he gets when it matters, let John talk. How do you not understand that it is the literal Julian Edelman argument right how? there? How? Because you're saying <laughs> when it matters, this- he's the best of the best. His his wide receiver uh, against Jerry Rice is more in the same. He's in the top two of players that have ever been in the playoffs because of yards and consistency and whatever it is. Like, fine, it's basing it off of yards and playoff appearances. Fantastic. No, well, passer rating has nothing to do with the amount of appearances. P- 
passer ain't got well, nothing to do with the amount of appearances. Edelman no, literally no, had the number tag because he played 21 playoff games. Who cares? I'm saying it's a playoff argument. He turns it when the lights are on. That's when Danny Briere shines bright too. And guess what? He's not a Hall of Famer either. That's when Mike Richards turned it on. Not when a not a Hall of Famer. We know a lot of playoff players that know <laughs> when they get in, they get hot. Hell, we can even make the argument for a lot of freaking Eagles and whoever knows us. That's not as how you evaluate greatness. Did he dominate the era? No, he didn't come close to it. That's why we're having the argument. If you want to argue precedence, I don't have one because his last name is Manning, and there's no way he's not getting in. He does. That's, have a but but like that's garbage. To compare him, that's not the reason why you, there's no way he's not getting in, and you know it. What's that? Well, no, he's saying he's going to get in because his name is Manning, and that's not true. That's absolutely yes, it is. positively yes, it not true. Is. I didn't list you the reason why was... you can't leave him out. No, no, you you are you are clearly saying that if Philip Rivers had two titles, he would be a Hall of Famer. You're saying that if Matt Ryan had two titles, no, he'd be two a Hall of Famer. Super Bowl MVP. Did you not hear oh that only five God. people who on earth a name, that? Name one quarterback. Name one time that a quarterback wasn't a Super Bowl MVP. The in uh, a winning quarterback. Uh, ben like, Roethlisberger's got two without getting an MVP. Yeah, because true. the San Antonio Holmes and freaking a ninety-nine-yard return against Kurt Warner, of course not. Like, like Jesus. So he still. <laughs> so it, it it only matters now if you have it as Super Bowl MVP, which they give out like candy. Antoine Randall L did have a beautiful pass in that Steelers Super Bowl. Not only that, San Antonio yeah. Holmes got one. No, San Antonio Holmes ben got an MVP, and Heinz Ward got the MVPs when Ben won. So, is, are you saying Ben Roethlisberger? He is was not trash when it mattered. He was it, hot it, trash. Let, in both let him finish. He is, is he not, yes or no? Is he a better quarterback than Elon Ben? Yeah. So what? That doesn't mean they both don't get oh, in. So now a guy with a guy without two Super Bowl MVPs sure with two titles one. is suddenly better. But what about that one? Exists. So Drew Brees only has one. And he's got a bunch of empty calories on his resume. So who's better, Drew Brees or Eli Manning? That none of that negates Eli being <laughs> getting in the Hall of Fame or being worth being in the Hall of Fame. No, Bobby, there could be I'm plenty of people better the than him. There are people that are in the Hall that there are other quarterbacks in the Hall better than him. I'm comparing them to the ones that are on your list that he says you're so better than. So I didn't say that. I said he had list. this better statistic. Fine. Then name one that he's better than. With that statistic, name one quarterback on that list that Eli Manning is better than. I don't right. understand what that means Far. to any argument of well, him deserving to get in. It well, means nothing. Well, no, but like if you're going to put Eli in the Hall of Fame, statistically, yeah, there is an argument that can be made. But is he a better quarterback or a better football player than the people whose statistics he might be better well, hold than? On, hold, on, hold on. He may have had an advantage then. That's like... That's like saying, like, is Shaq a better basketball player than, uh, you know, a, a, somebody with more skill, though? Well, that he's would better, be like Shaq versus he's better, Hakeem Olajuwon. Here, here Bobby. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll but it like, for you and you can take your time. I'll take your I time. I don't think he, I will say he then, did his just, job. Just, but just oh, keep sure. it yeah. to, let's keep it to 2000 from his draft class on. I want you to name the quarterbacks that he's better than if they're in or out of the Hall of Fame. The greats, the greats in his era. Like I, I, I don't think he's better or better than Donovan McNabb. I really don't, and uh, I don't like. Donovan sorry, McNabb. sorry, I've seen way too many there. That guy ruined my middle years. I will never give Donovan McNabb any respect. 
Period. I mean, don't he, ever try to breathe him in the same that's, area. That's you why know you I mean? think the Giants he dwarfs him in good. every statistical category. Yes, but Donovan has every physical skill over Eli. I don't care. You got to produce. They don't yeah, give Donovan, you. Donovan has, for it, it, Donovan has a Madden cover. That was production. Oh. <laughs> a Madden cover? Good for him. He did produce more consistently. He had a three, four-year run where they kept losing in the NFC Championship game. That was consistently. And then after, like, 2005, he was hot garbage. And they made one more the, NFC Championship the, game. The, the Giants won a Super Bowl with nine wins. Who cares? <laughs> Boy, yeah. like, Trent like, Dilfer really won a hard. Super Bowl. It's, it's really hard to keep getting back It's hard to, to win spot. when you got to win them all on the road. Nobody cares about that either. I mean, the fact that he's got the best road winning percentage in playoff history. Oh, my God. He's won 83% yes. of road games. In the playoffs. And, you keep using in the playoffs. It's Julian this, Edelman, it's man. part of the you story. You don't know it, but you, you're doing Julian Edelman. age-old rule? Can you tell the story of the NFL and not mention his name? Yes. yes. And you can, How? You don't, no. How are you going to talk about that catch without the person? You, 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 don't need the, you don't need the Hall of Fame for him to be in it to tell his story. Yeah, you can. Nick Foles, you're going to tell Nick Foles' story, too. The story Nobody's going to NFL, really care about Nick Foles. It was one of the greatest Super Bowls. No. That was I guarantee of, you no one's going to care. No, that was one of the most entertaining there. Super Bowls in recent history. 20 years that from now, was. no one will care. Is anybody talking about Jeff Hostetler? Yep. They literally did the same thing the 91 Giants did. Nobody talks about Jeff Hotstetler. Nobody cares. Did he put 500 yards up against another quarterback? But, but that's, that's what I'm. But, he wasn't supposed to win. But that's what I'm saying though. <laughs> just you're gonna, you're gonna Foles is going to be in that just because he battled Brady and it was such an uh, offensive explosion. So you're sort of special? saying that we have to talk about Eli, you know, in part of the story of the NFL because he won. So we don't have to talk about Dan Marino. We can just forget he existed. No, Dan Marino was prolific as a passer. I'm saying there is no argument. And how many road playoff wins does Dan Marino have? Not many. Exactly. <laughs> right, but your argument is entirely based off of Eli's playoffs. We're not really talking not regular Eli's season playoffs. here. I just told you where he ranks up over the history of the game. Like I said, you you can't yeah, give me the name of a person who, when they left the game, was as high as he was in every statistical category and didn't get in. On the first ballot, you can't. So stop this. There is nobody so, you're so, going to name so right now a player who was know, top 10 in all of them, two Super Bowl MVPs that didn't get in on the first ballot. Stop Bobby, that. Bobby, what you're doing is you're just allowing awfulness to continue by just saying there's nothing we can do. And there is something we can do. And we can say, stop this crap, because this once Eli Manning gets in, it's going to be a plethora of other quarterbacks that like are and played in his era. You're just going to walk right in. Like We're going to have nobody else in his era after that. Other we than Roethlisberger, you can say he has all these rings or is top ten in all these numbers. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be tough for but Matt Bobby, Ryan Bobby, and all you're, those you're guys to get in. Huge, you're missing a huge factor here. Eli Manning and everybody else that I'm mentioning and everybody else that you're mostly mentioning is in a evolutionized NFL. It's going to look massive against Dan Marino and John Elway and all these others. And yeah, maybe, maybe not. The, those are probably aren't the two best examples, but everything before Eli came was not as pass heavy. And it I get what you're wasn't. saying there. And, and, and now more and more, and now we're moving to 17 games, mind you, on top of this, which is going to become 18 and so on and so on. So, like, if we don't start judging in the passing era what you can and can't do, because, like, look how many have already been broken in 10 years. You know, like, oh, geez, that's, that's not going to go anywhere. Passing yards are going to continue to go up. 
running game is completely out. It's, that's not changing anytime soon. I don't care what anybody says. And everyone is going right. to eclipse Eli Manning. Everyone from his era is going to do it. does do something to water it down. I just say, yeah, it's not going to be fair going forward because then you've set another precedent where you can be during the regular season and still get in. So I get what you're saying. I'm just saying the, the resume on its face grants some value. But like I, you're right because you're going to get players like Phillip Rivers who – it's clearly done, but never won anything. Matt Ryan, who may never win anything, we're going to have astronomical numbers. And then you're going to have to worry about, well, were the numbers good enough with, you know, the era in which they played where they should get in? It's, it's going to be hard to determine from now on, especially with an Eli getting in. So I do, I will acquiesce to that point. That does make a good point. I'm not I here did. to just completely go like, That's shut good. up, I'm right. That's a good one. I do have a question for all of you, though. What is more annoying? debating football players or debating baseball players when it comes to the Hall of Fame? Football players. Football players. I could debate Absolutely baseball all day, yeah. I give, you, I give you the lines on baseball every time you, you name a guy. So it's, you know, if they're in my era when I was alive. And I love the, like, the, the intricate stats of baseball. They, they go deep down into like exactly how skillful you have to be to be able to pull something like that off. Like you said, you could be stacked at certain positions and run up a whole bunch of passing yards and touchdowns but, and shit like that. But in baseball, these stats just came out in the last 10 to 15 years. The guys that had those stats years ago, you can't find them now yeah, because you, can't you don't see the plays. Yeah. So you you got to go by with the original stats, and that's it when you're, when you're comparing apples to apples. And then you can't compare an apple to you know, a green pea or something like that. You have to compare evenly. And that's not going to happen in baseball. The same thing has happened in football, like John said. The, the league is changing. It was a running game back when I grew up. It was a big running game when I grew up. It was Now it's a passing game. I hate it because nobody gets down and dirty. You know, so that's what football's about, getting down and dirty. And is Eli Manning going to make the, the Hall of Fame? Sure he is. First ballot, I don't know for sure. I, I mean, he's not. He's going to make the Hall of Fame for, for damn sure. But if you make it on the first ballot, I don't know about that. So you, you got to understand like, like what John's saying, that as things change, that guy caught at the time of the change might get screwed a little bit. Exactly. You know, exactly. so... That that's that's where this whole thing is going to. You guys are speaking up the same tree, but just a little bit on different limbs. You know, yeah. As, uh, I'll acquiesce to the fact that it is now going to taint and oh. taint the curve of what you know what institutes to a, a Hall of Fame quarterback because now you got to look at all types of things. So, because, like you said, he was able to be a 500 quarterback and still get where he got because how the game elevated to just passing the ball. So, not to interrupt, Ooh. and I don't know if Ooh. anybody cares, but James Harden experienced a setback while conducting an on-court rehab Monday. Uh. He will be out <laughs> indefinitely with a hamstring strain. Well, don't clap. Come on. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I don't like what him did, either. What did he trip on the cash at the strip club? Uh, listen, he's a I don't know. He's alive, right? He's breathing. Was it on? Was it on court or was it on stage? Listen, after what he did in Houston and running around Vegas and doing all that stuff, look, karma is karma. All right, forcing you right there, and uh, so that's all I got. I, mean, I just want to know how he made himself appear fat. 
Dude, that's why. That's my biggest question. He had to. All right, going around his waist and all that shit. Come on. I think he had the Nutty Professor fat suit on or some shit. You guys can go back to Eli now. It was gone when we got to New York. Rob, I want I want to stick with that since we're since that's we're live and that's live. I think it's pretty much settled too. Eli shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I'll say. Oh, we're on camera. He's flipping me the bird, but I'll say this: he will get in. The the rules say he should get in, but no, he probably doesn't deserve to get in. So I'll that's go there. A, that's all I want to hear. Thank <laughs> you. We can we can we can have an olive branch on that. I love of that. course. Handshake emoji. You don't see it, but it's right here. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Rob, uh, with that said, um, do you think that matters at all? I mean, I know that like we've been really hyped up about the seating and kind of all of that. Uh, does I mean it obviously helps the Sixers kind of land that number one spot, but. For ongoing playoffs, do you think it matters at all for the Nets? Um, <clears throat> probably depends on how bad it is. Uh, those, those like like hamstring, calves, and those kind of injuries are real hard to come back from. What's weird too is like Harden doesn't get these. You know, Harden doesn't miss games. So no, that is one thing. If it's bad, I, like I don't know what what uh, what kind of his- also- history do we have of him coming back? From an injury, like we we don't yeah. have much. Um, I also worry about KD, and he's yeah, not KD is hurt. Yeah. So more and, time the starters aren't playing together. Exactly. They, they haven't played together, the three of them, at all. And, and they'll probably figure it out because just because of how good they are. But like that was that's been my thing. The the less they can play together, the better because they might run through the first round, run through the second round. But when the Sixers start clamping down and they they play that annoying ass defense. Things start to get chirpy, and you, the guy next to you, you haven't really played with, and then you start exactly, blaming him. Right. So, I think those guys missing games towards down the end of the stretch um, definitely changes some things. Um, but if he can't come back, absolutely, uh, they're they're not. They don't have the offense. They he he legitimately when you saw him go there, which I was really impressed by. He legitimately runs that offense like smoothly as hell. And if he can't come back or he's not in shape when he come back, yeah, that'll that'll affect things. Now you got Blake Griffin, uh, Blake Griffin looking around that locker room. Kyrie's unfolding a map, exactly, you know, putting his feet up. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know uh, for Sixers fans and Sixers and all. I, I don't do this like destiny or this uh, this is our year thing. But if if you look at it right now, that. Things are this falling in place. Joel Embiid, twenty years to the day. <laughs> Joel Embiid legitimately was pushed out of midair and fell on his back, and then a couple months later fell on his knee after he was jumping and it gave out and he's still playing. If I would have told you that two years ago that those two things happened, yeah, he would have been out for the season. He would have been out for the season. season yeah. We're going to so rehab him. It's part of the process. Remember when he ran into Markel Fultz and broke his face? Exactly. Like, <laughs> the things that, and I don't want to be like, the oh, map, we're going to win because it's destiny. But like, there is, like, uh, it's like Patrick Peterson, you know, catching the ball off of a dude's chest. Or head or whatever the, the interception. Oh yeah, Patrick. Oh, Pat B. Yeah. Yeah. Like things are happening and the Sixers are getting lucky for it. And, and, and like you said, it, it, you don't want to say it's karma, but we see this over and over again in basketball. Basketball, especially in the NBA, is a, a game where you can't shortchange it or try to do things the easy way in terms of having a cohesive unit. Like you said, like 
you got to have a team that has some type of chemistry. And we've seen it over and over again. They put these teams together. Oh, on paper, they look amazing. And then it gets down to the very end, and then they don't pull it off. Everybody in their mama last year would have told you the Clippers were going to the finals. And what happened? Mm-hmm. They didn't even make the Western Conference Finals. Why? Because they didn't have any chemistry. Nobody talked to each other. They had no leader on the floor, and the whole thing crumbled. This, again, is just showing the Brooklyn and the teams that want to do it like that. You can put all these faces together whether you, if you want to. That does not mean it's going to work. And that means that doesn't mean you're going to be able to see it the yep. entire way through. I'll, so they got what was coming to them. I'll say this, too. And uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say, like, Brooklyn will lose in the first round, but – there's 15 or 16 games left in the season, so playoffs start in, what, three weeks, maybe a month. Um, they could draw Miami in the first round, and Miami plays tough, and they, they, they play physical. And they just beat them. Katie, if KD comes back, if uh, if um, Jimmy Harden comes back too soon or something like that, like they might have, like, this – they have to balance this, like – Bringing them back compared to too soon compared to letting them rest too long, because Miami could beat them if Harden and KD aren't playing. Like it, Miami's a good enough team for that. Or if they come back too soon and then they get hurt again in the playoffs, like it's a bad time to be getting these injuries. I I don't I don't disagree with you. I think there's I don't think there's any way the Heat can beat that team though. Without without Harden or KD. Oh, if yeah, yeah. Then sorry, I missed that. That's what that's what I meant. Like if they can't get back in time for the first round, or they come back too soon and they get hurt again, you know, you you can see the heat. They can miss one. They can't miss. I mean, yeah, you saw the game the other night. I mean, Brooklyn was winning that game at the end and coughed the whole thing up. I mean, think about if it's the Heat. Think about Jimmy Butler, who's making like a career out of just being a spoiler. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if they got one, if Harden or KD plays mm-hmm. with Kyrie, the Heat aren't beating them. But you you got to look at the coaching situation. But, but Steve Nash has got to web that together. Yeah. You know, and if he's not doing that now, it's not going to matter in the playoffs when mm-hmm. he tries to weave together. You look at Doc Rivers, Ben's out. You got, he's he's filling the spots, and he's making a new team out of it. You know, a new starting five. You know Ben's going to walk right back in and play, start. He's making it go for right now, so that it's a good good lineup. They're not doing that in New York. They're like, okay, they're out. What do we do now? There's, you know, pick a six up, have a hat. Yeah, they're know, in and out in New York. Hat. And then, like these guys all play together, like during the summer and stuff. But it's 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 different when um you don't know like when you're running in they're playing basketball. Like you you know where your guy's going to be if you play with them enough. You can not look. And throw the ball in a certain mm-hmm. situation to a certain spot because you know his tendencies are there, um, and I think that's what eventually will hurt him by not playing together. Is that you know KD may drive and think Harden's somewhere he, he'll uh, he'll throw a pass and then Harden won't be there and then you're like well wait a minute but if you played 50 games together you know where these guys tend to gravitate towards when you do certain things so I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to the Nets this year yeah yeah absolutely um i uh, i i also wanted to uh ask you guys i i felt weird about it but i kind of kind of gave a fist pump to gabe kapler last night and i need you to talk me off the building uh, <laughs> it, should be, it should be locked out for that it should be locked out for that taylor cut I, him off it's okay I, johnny I, i'm coming with you <laughs> <laughs> Look, i got parachutes <laughs> i looked at it and and 
Um, I don't. Okay, we have we have now a large, very large sample size of Joe Girardi. Yeah, you, you cannot tell me that that was better. You cannot tell me that this is better than what we're hoping to kind of you know get towards. It, it feels nicer. I'm telling you, it feels nicer. There's a lot of the great new arms and players and bullpens practically still the same, but like. I don't see the difference. Can you tell me how you guys see the difference between Girardi and is, Gabe right now? Is it less worse? Less coconut oil. Well, yeah, there's probably less <laughs> coconut oil. <laughs> less bicep. Well, okay. no one is. No one has said pitching machine. <laughs> they don't have Tanner, which is nice. Well, I think, and I'll say this too, as, as somebody that tried to be objective, as much as Gabe was weird and annoying and stuff, like he was set up to fail. Like he wasn't necessarily given the best pitchers the best bullpen you know like and then he kind of to me personally like i don't know in-game stuff I'm, I'm not big on baseball like that but if you look at it um the only the biggest thing i could see was like the september collapses with him mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if the phillies will do that again or not but um he he was i think he was a like i'm not gonna fist pump for him because i think he's weird but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely was like at a time where they probably should have fired their GM and the manager. They fired the manager because they knew the fa- it would make most of the fans happy because they Philadelphia people can't relate to you know sunshine and abs. Why like, could Eagles do that? Why <laughs> could Eagles fire the GM first? Well, it would have been a lot nicer. <laughs> but uh, for, as far as that, the fist pumping. Gabe Kapler, no. I gave him a little respect because he, he did, did coach a good game. But when you look at the biggest thing, me and Matt were talking about this on the way up. Um, they should really give Adubo Herrera a try. I know he's had some mistakes. I know he's done some things wrong. But the girl married him. He did his time. He took the whole – you know, scratched for the whole year. Give him the spot until Hazley comes back. Until Adam Hazley comes back for center field. Give him the spot for, was it 10 games maybe? See what happens. He's going to hit the ball better than Moniak. That's for damn sure. I'll hit the ball better than I mean, <laughs> I think one of those balls was 45 miles an hour. He still missed it. But uh, he he just he, – he, he's got to play, the play about him. I mean, he was stupid running the bases two years ago, but he learned from that. You know, so you got to you got to give that guy a chance. If you're not going to give him a chance, it's the only way you're going to get trade value for him. It's the only way he him in the field playing. playing not to go him. off on a, a Phillies tangent right now because I know we, we were trying to – but. How can they not find a better free agent center fielder than Moniak right now? There's got to be something like you're, you're, you're at the bottom right now. There's well, got to be I mean, somebody that's there's better. There's pressure to play a number one first overall pick. I mean, yeah, you have to let him go for some point, not right? Not if he can't play. But he can, we he we didn't know he, he couldn't play, play at the yeah, major league level yet. He can catch. He, play, he couldn't play uh, at yeah, the AAA <laughs> level. He can't you don't know he was okay. <laughs> I mean, we there was there was a, there was some pretty big indications that Moniak was not ready. So like, zero twenty one in Triple A was one of the facts. That, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think they also expected you know Hazley to step away for he wasn't good. He was would find someone better than him. He was the best option they had. He's probably that better than Herrera. The, that doesn't mean he's the best option out there. Well, no. Yeah. no but then but, that has to do so with go spending sign, money. Well, go spend some damn money. They just spent a ton of money yeah. all year and everybody else. Exactly. Remember that whole JT Real Muto thing? They exactly. spent oh, the money. D- so we did. What we paid, did that do? We Archie paid, Bradley? We paid, a, uh, we paid a catcher, so you're telling me they can't find a center fielder right now who doesn't have a job. 
that's better than Mickey Moniak and pay him a few pennies. Yeah, that can like hit his weight. Just get somebody that eats beef jerky. Anyone. Like, there's somebody out there that's better than what they have right now that's sitting at home that you say, yo, here's a million bucks, come play, or a well, couple I'm, hundred thousand I'm, or something. Like, I'm sure there is, but. So why aren't they doing it? Because <laughs> well, they got probably think it, Honestly, it is. Rob is, is probably still kind of because of money. They just yeah. wait and wait and wait until it's just like, okay, now it's only 250K to sign this, you know, guy that's really not going to help us anyway. But <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I honestly believe that they're just trying to, they, it's clear that they don't want to start Odubel. And I think that's the right thing to do no matter what. And I just want to remind everybody, he wasn't that good to begin with that, anyway. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. even know why Better we're hitter. even trying to say like, Hey, you know, like this guy is going to really change the lineup, even just from a strictly baseball perspective. Not that great, very inconsistent. Yes, going to be better, but I, I than anybody they have. But that's the problem. This is kind of like when we talk about Eagles wide receivers. We all get hepped up on these names and these different things. Like, yes, please sign this old thirty-five-year-old who caught <laughs> balls once. I mean, I wrote an article about like maybe you should sign Des Bryant. Like, it, it just kind of happens because you you get so crazed about it that's why i like sam bradford like you just you don't see things for a Baby long time Steve's. you're sick of seeing them so you just want them to change and i'm with everybody just find somebody that can hit that you don't consider putting in the nine spot that's all we're looking for can <laughs> we get you know? well we're just playing he should be in the nine spot we already hit better ammonia i guess for damn sure so. yeah i, I just this is if i never thought i would argue that the 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 NL needs the DH for uh, the Philly center field problem, but like, <laughs> here we are. So, um, yeah, like I don't I, – I, well, and, and how do we feel just overall? I know it's uh, it's only April. It's not hitting season. It's not all that. But um, uh, I think everybody kind of got hopped up on the crazed opening weekend. Everybody's been pretty much back down to earth. But do we – are we still – there was a lot of, hey, I think the Phillies have a chance to win, win the division before this started. I think that's out, but – uh, playoffs, you still feel confident in the first, uh, I don't know, couple weeks of the season here. I want to rifle these dead baseballs at Rob Manfred's head. I thought you were going to say man off, y'all. Hey, no, 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 I was coming across, no, I was no. coming across that no. table real quick. No violence, no violence. No, but I think the Phillies have an outside wild card shot. I mean, they're a te- they'll get better offensively. Yeah. I, maybe I the pitching so. staff will fall into place. I think that they've got at least three guys. Who can do well enough to give him a shot? And it's an offensive league. So here's a question, though, because I don't know. Did they decide how many teams are going to the playoffs yet? Too many. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's too many. In the beginning of the season, they didn't didn't know if that extra wild card spot was that they did last year. Yeah. Yeah. I I still, I don't, I don't, I actually don't know. I don't think they do. Yeah. I, I don't think they've, they've they've really decided that either. Which is wild. <laughs> I think it's season started. Even uh, if there's only the two wild card spots, I mean, I think they can do enough to get close. Yeah, they should be well, in contention for that at yeah. least. I, I, out of that, I'm really curious because, like, I I think I've reached a point now where, well, one, I'm turning into partially my dad. I just it's slowly morphing into it, so it's going to happen <laughs> to everybody here. Uh, I'm there already, and, John. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you you already know. It, it, it's just like. I I get it now. Like when my dad was watching sports, there were seven or eight teams and they were superpowers. They were the best of the best athletes in the world. So now like you're seeing what 
is happening with, uh, you know, the Champions League. They want to split it off and just have, like, the top eight powerhouses and only the top eight powerhouses. Two of them like, went back today, yeah. too. Yeah. Main, main Chelsea and Man Chelsea. City yeah. went Amazing. limping back to the EPL. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and and um, guess what? I think we're ready for it. Like, I, I am officially sick of more wildcard games. I'm really tired of the NBA season. It doesn't mean it. It literally means nothing other than seating. Exactly. Just like we were talking about, like it is time to spruce it up. Like we're I'm, we're gonna lose Relegation? kids. I just hate to say it. We're gonna lose them. We're gonna lose everybody behind us because they're not interested in this crap. They're not. Like it's just it's boring, and we need we need wow again. And I think creating superpower leagues is actually a good thing. What do you guys think? So I've I've been on this for a while i for years have said the nba needs two less teams and it's not a superpower league cut more than but if you if you can <laughs> yeah. try to go the other way though. you can Eight. cut you can cut 34 <laughs> bums not bums because they're nba players but you can cut 34 people out of the league like your competition becomes that much stronger so i'm actually on board gun to my head i gotta get rid of two teams right now the pelicans are done no zion he becomes he, he becomes he a, say, he becomes a free agent, and the league has the biggest bidding war in its entire history. ESPN is lining its pockets. But twenty four hour yeah. bidding. Back war. to back to your point too, Oklahoma John. Oklahoma City too. The playing tournament <laughs> yeah, for the NBA yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that, I, it's that's awful, ridiculous. and it's it's the same type of thing. Adding the extra wild card or basically like. It's not needed. There's no reason the seven whoever is like the seventh seed should have to go through well, that. No, you just want to let the tenth seed have a chance at making the play. This, this is all <laughs> happening because the guys that have the money aren't making as much money, so they got to add True. teams and t- games and get more TV money from the from that outlets. Um, as far as you're saying, John, losing the kids, I think we lose the kids more because dad's not watching the game on TV. Dad's watching the game on his phone mm-hmm. or mom so or whoever. You know, well, so they, they both are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the kids put watching the game on the well, tablet, right? Not so my, <laughs> not my dad. No, but kids <laughs> putting stuff on TikTok or something like that. He's not, you know. Doc, Doc is actually like on, on point with something too, because like when I watch the game, so my kid's only five, right? So he doesn't like he likes basketball. He likes the Sixers. He'll go to the games, but he doesn't sit down and watch them. Mm-hmm. If I'm home with him, he's on his iPad when the game's on. When I was home, when we were younger, if I'm home with my dad watching the game. We're watching the game. There's no Asking iPads, questions. There's no computers. There's, yeah. you know. So there, I think that that's another aspect too of losing I kids. I have that with my girls when we watch football. Football season is daddy daughter season. So we watch every single game. We sit on the couch, all me and all three of them, and we sit there and we watch. We got our own little shirts and all of that. But other than that, like if they see me watching a game or something like that, like if it's basketball. Like, they'll come down, to, especially Kaylee. She'll be like, it's Philadelphia on because she knows she's supposed to root Philadelphia, which is great. But she's like, it's Philadelphia on. I'm like, train no, them right. Train them right, Dubs. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no. I'm like, no, it's just another game. It might be like the Lakers and somebody. She's like, oh, all right. well, I don't care. I'm going back upstairs and she'll leave. Like, unless she has like a rooting interest, she's not even interested. But like you said, I think there should be like more super power leagues, like with the NBA. Like, I'm a, always a historical guy. I like looking back at stuff. Historically speaking, literally, there's never been a team lower than seeded six that's won an NBA Finals. What do we need for the bottom half of that? I think, I think that's wrong. Who? I think Who was lower than those Houston Rockets that were the six seed that won yeah, the NBA title? No way. I think yeah, the no, like 25 years. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me I said one. 
Not yeah, no. One. I think the Knicks did it. I think the Knicks were an eight seed. Or they, they made, eight seed and made it. They didn't win. They might have made it then. <laughs> they yeah. made it. Nobody's yeah. won the lower Nick, than that. The Knicks were an eight seed at one point and made it pretty far. Oh, yeah, that, I think that's uh, – was that when they lost to the Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yes. Was that, that, that was uh, 99. Yeah. Um, God, that was I, a great year. I, that's, I, I don't know. Like, it's everything's just – I, I feel as though everything is changing really quickly. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's spinning fast. Especially, yeah. with, like you said, the disrespect of the, the regular season in almost all of these sports to a point with people not playing or sitting out, especially in basketball. Like, they're literally like, all right, they'll say they're hurt, but then, like, this injury is lasting a week, two weeks, three weeks longer than it probably should from a medical standpoint. You're seeing guys really go, we don't need any of this as long as we get in the – the tournament, quote unquote, we can run through it and win it, so we don't have to play. And you got people resting, and it makes it diluted the game. The product sucks, and nobody wants to watch that. And this is why football will never be unseated. Exactly, because even if they go to an eighteen-game schedule, that's still so much more scarcity than you get from every other sport. Right? Everything really does matter, unless they expand the playoffs too. Which I mean. Money-wise, yeah, it still ends yeah. up working for them. Yeah, and what, are we to, not going to watch? We're handcuffed. Yeah, they, they, they did already. They, they expanded it this year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah next, just for this so year. Like, yeah, like, uh, let me ask you this. Since we're on the – because I think it's it, it works in both levels. One, which do you think would better work for regular uh, – uh, sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Uh, when you, they kick you out of the league and go down – what's that word again? Regular uh, – so relegation. relegation. Yeah. Rele- yes. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah. So relegation would work better, one, in the NFL or the NBA. I personally think it would work better in the NFL, even though it's needed in the NBA. But what, and what two, team would we bring up? <laughs> wait, wait, what's that? What team do you bring you up would, in the NFL? You would split them. You split them. I, I yeah. think, I, I think it winner, would work so much better there. Yeah, the winner of the yeah. lower league would eventually go up. Yeah. So you would take 32 yeah. teams, make it two 16-team leagues. Then and you then, could actually develop players that exactly. way. So you get that, like, so you get like a Bengals Dolphins Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. not, well, not even a Super Jets Bowl. Jets Lions, uh, baby. Uh, Jets mid, Lions. The Dolphins Bengals <laughs> Midline Bowl <laughs> <laughs> to get out of the baby league. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yes. And and what would be more entertaining to you uh, if they took if they well I guess I, I think I would be more entertained by a. If they did Ice Cube's big three and used the top NBA players, I would watch that every single night over anything that the NBA puts out. Big three is awesome. I've covered have that. Ever, that is awesome. Have you ever watched uh, three on three basketball overseas? Not overseas, no. Dude, it's it's in the Olympics, I think. Uh it should be in the Olympics coming up, I believe. But um they they have really good players over there playing in three on three leagues and stuff. It's 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 a fun watch. Yeah. See if you did three three on three and then had benches. Oh my god, that would be an, an insanely better product. I mean, I got to ask a question though. With this relegation, all right, this team's in the B League this year. Suppose they got the number one, number two draft, and they got players were rookies and stuff. Now that their team's so much better this year, did they move up? And another team moved down at the end of the year. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You're definitely getting penalized. You're in the big league and you stink it up. That's how um go out you go. That's how a lot of uh, European basketball leagues work too. You'll go, you'll move up and down. I think soccer's like that too. Yeah. With, uh, Championships league, Champions League, or something like that. Is there a lot of? Uh, do they have tend to have a lot of issues with like? I don't know how like loaning players or how they draft or like how that all works out. But is it easier to navigate, or is there just as much like 
bullshit politics like you know Adam oh. Silver and our NBA draft even more like even, even more, more. Okay. I mean they, they have to pay for <laughs> transfer fees and I mean it, look at what's happening right now I've been sort of following the situation but essentially I mean those players they all belong to different national squads right they can be loaned out during different parts of the season right if you play for an English Premier League team you could also probably end up playing for like a, a German Bundesliga team or an MLS team, just depending on the time of year, right? There are so many different on, ways on, you could on. go. For the people in back, I know, the German what? <laughs> yes, the Bundesliga. The Bundes. <laughs> so that's, that's just, yeah, actually, yeah, it's very so good. Do we have to delete what, that word from from the? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the better leagues too, right? Yes, because that was one of the things people were not complaining about but they were saying about this uh the super league that none of the german teams joined well the i think byron munich was going to join which would be their top team but okay. you know it, that whole thing is collapsing like kind of a house of cards because uefa and fifa who are the like two sort of big governing bodies in soccer both came down hard on all the teams that were leaving yeah right because the like the english premier league is already a fledgling thing like they started in 92 and that is sort of its own animal that's existing over there and they've you know quietly dealt with that but now breaking into a whole euro super league was kind of a camel's back situation it seems Can, i i will make a prediction i believe that there will be some form of relegation something or other with whatever the Rock and the CFL and the XFL are doing together, they're gonna tie that in somehow. I think that's that's or at least take some of the better players that we're talking about. That like, I I, I think that there is a massive want to leave. Like especially in the NFL, we're like. No, no players out of any other league have the right to pick up their sticks and say, we're just going to go play somewhere else. And I think that's very possible. <laughs> I do think it is very possible for the first time since we've been saying, I think it's very possible. But like, I don't know. I feel as though between the NBA, the NFL, someone's going to say, screw it. Let's just go pick up our sticks and go somewhere else. Do you guys think that or am I just crazy? I would trade the Lions for the Montreal Alouettes right now. <laughs> Not, I don't think it'll happen in the NBA. I can definitely see it happening in yeah. football, especially with some of the, the rules and things like that the, and the way the game's played. The NBA, the, especially how, how finances work in the NBA, because it's it's basically a 50-50 split between the owners and the players, um, which is one of the reasons why their their contracts are so inflated. Uh, there's, there's not another league out there that can compete um, with paying these guys the way they're paying. And Rob, do you think that's because I, I often thought that uh, um, the balls, when they said they were just going to start their own independent league, it almost it forced <laughs> Adam Silver's hand to get everybody in. And that was his plan kind of all along is to get that age limit back lowered because they didn't want the balls in control of some like who is going to shop to NBA talent type of deal and take over AAU and all that other stuff. So I, I think Adam Silver saw that coming a long to, mile away and was like, yep, I'd rather just uh, screw with college basketball and take all their players. Yeah, I, I think uh, it could be. Um, I probably wouldn't give the ball so much credit. I yeah. I think you see such a pushback with the NCAA in basketball. And like you, you can see um, and when 
not so much the, the creating the league, but when Lamelo went to Australia, um, it, it was kind of big, and players have done it before, but they don't really come back and be the number one or number two overall pick or three, whatever he was. Um, and I, I think it just kind of opened up the the NBA's eyes, like, wait a minute, we, like high school kids can compete on these bad teams, um, and screw the NCAA. Is is there a way they they could elevate the G League? They're they're trying to so, where to where it could be like the top three teams from that league could compete with the bottom three teams in the NBA. Yeah, sign me up. Hold on, sign me up. Exactly. Let's do that. Um, if I, B-ball Paul can get loans and go back to that just to beat like whoever to get uh, a worst draft pick, I, I'm in. That's great. Like like could the Blue Coats beat the who's the worst team no. in the NBA right now? No. The nope. Bulls? Yeah. No, no, no. Someone like that? Timberwolves? It's Timberwolves or the Rockets? Nope. No, they can't. And, and it, it, goes, it goes back. It just goes back to the, uh, the 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 whole oh Duke. When people would say oh Duke can beat this NBA team, no, yes. they can't. No, they can't. <laughs> well, yeah, that's if, if you watch and then the G League games. I loved watching the Blue Coats when when I was able to cover them, and it's a fun game to watch. Yeah, it is fun. There's there's four to five players on every team at least that's better than the best player on any G League team unless it's an NBA player rehabbing. So like the best player so B-ball Paul was the best player on the Blue Coats. The Blue Coats were the second best team in the G League bubble. They yeah. went to the championship, right? He probably can't start for any team in the league right now. Like it's just and, and it's not a shot at B-ball Paul. It's just a shot at the how young you are um you know the experience, the the type of game they play. The G League game is much faster, much up more up and down, much more scoring. So like Christ Kamoji couldn't give Carl Anthony Towns a bad night. No, Christ Kamoji can't even get to the league. <laughs> like no, I mean I'm sure. Look, look, any given night in basketball, like I've literally played against D1 players where I had the game of my life, pickup ball or something, mm-hmm. right? Like some things just click over time. No, not even close. And a whole group of them together would never win a, an actual game. Yeah, it's just completely look at, different talent. Now, is there a way where they could, over the next like three, four or five years, somehow just start convincing kids to skip college and get the G League better and more competitive? They, that they way? just started this week. It's a G League night, so it's a it's a the one and done team. <laughs> the G called? League at night. No, after hours. G League after hours. Ignite. But they basically this team had two the two players that are going to go top five and they were supposed to be high school guys they give them like 500 grand or something and they're part of the g league quote unquote they don't have the same full schedule um other players are just nba veterans on there mm-hmm. so they they they're basically just grooming these guys for nba life um it's essentially what a lot of euro league clubs do they have academies that's what they want to do they want to change this g league into an academy so it, that's very much sort of like the MLS model. Like Probably, you yep. can have an academy. They have like the Bethlehem Steel and all that. Yeah, it's and the Sixers. The Sixers. I'll, I'll give them a lot of Europe. credit, and I'll give one of this. It, it goes to Brand, who did a great job in Delaware, and then the owners. They invested a lot of money in that team, and you're you're, you're reaping what you sow. And, with and the facilities. The, I mean, they're the facilities. Great. The B-ball Pauls, the Shake Milton's. Um, and the way they conduct that team to the Sixers team and how it, everything's interchangeable, it's, it's a good pipeline um, for kids. Like, like Shake Milton shouldn't be in the league. Um, guys like that, they, they come up, they don't get drafted, they don't get their shot, 
and they don't give they're not given time in in the US to grow into an NBA player. Yeah. That's the hope with the G League. Yeah. And I mean, you see guys who get every shot imaginable like supposedly like uh you know, there's Shake Million, the success story, and then there's a guy like Mariel Shayok, right? Like he had every opportunity to succeed. He did well in the G League, just wasn't yeah, able he just, to make it. He didn't yeah. yeah. But I think it's so, nice that we really see that about these guys. It's not a a wonder. The the hardest thing I think for the NBA, and I, I don't know how this works in like baseball because baseball has a minor system, is the they're trying they got to change the perspective. No, not perspective. I don't know. They got to change how people think about the G League because yeah. when it was the D League perception, it, it was yeah. perception. <laughs> when it was the D League, they, it was the developmental league, but it was more of a punishment than it was. Um, you didn't you didn't jump from the D League to it didn't happen. Yeah, you weren't. People weren't going. Oh yeah, go there. You you were just kind of there, right? Like now they got to make it into a pipeline, which is the thing they're starting with the G League at night. And you're seeing other teams build these uh, G League teams to try to bring guys up. Like OKC, um, they just signed one of their G League guys. Can I just jump in here real quick? Yeah. Just to- what I'm hearing about, like, I don't follow the G League that much or the, the other stuff, the Europeans or anything like that. I've read some of it in, in the papers online. But my, my thing is that the owners are very smart. And if they know this is going to happen, if it's going to happen in three to five years, like you're saying, Matt, by then they'll have that worked under a contract that they got to do this much time in the NBA to get full contract, not play in the G League. or The, the NBA is what's going to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody knows that. Nobody can say that the G League or the D League or the A League is going to sell. The NBA is what's going to sell. So you want your money, you got to go to the NBA. Your contract for here is a hundred grand. If you want a million, come knock on this door. You know, get, put your skills up, get your skills better, come out and get a knock on this door. And that's where things are going to be start. That's when the NBA is going to start taking from the NHL, right? With the two-way contracts and the like. Oh, yeah. Like if you make two hundred and fifty k. In the Phantoms, you're probably going to make 750k on the Flyers. That type of thing. You're going to see a lot more of those deals. And I think that mathematically, economically, it's going to get interesting. And then you know, just on the talent basis, the, the two A contracts are actually pretty cool too. Now Sixers, I think I don't know how fan, other fan bases are, but the Sixers fan base is obsessed with these guys that probably shouldn't play. Like, oh yeah, would be Ball Pauls of the world. <laughs> um, but and then B Ball Paul can probably eventually play. I'm not taking a shot at him, but he like they're like, oh, you need to start him, you know, when Tobias is out. Like, no, no, no you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but, <laughs> he doesn't tie um, Tobias' shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, um, I, I've I've met people down in Delaware that were there to see Shake mm-hmm. because Shake was a two A guy. So they find out about these guys and say they get a couple sparing minutes as the Sixers, and then you go, well. I can take my kid to go see a professional basketball player, even though they're all technically professional. Yeah. But I can go take my kid to go see an NBA player tonight for, I don't know, $14 or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he gets to shoot around on the court afterwards. And uh, like I've, I've literally met people who got into the Bluecoats because they wanted to watch these guys on the Sixers who don't play. Zaire yep. Smith. Yep, that's who I was thinking of. People, when he was down there, they were going to see him. Like, If the NBA can hopefully build that – to uh, you know, get bigger, you know, and stuff like that. I, I think that's where you're going to see the growth. Back there. when basketball was basketball, where they were playing in the spectrum, the Sixers actually let you shoot baskets afterwards. So 
Yeah, did they? Yeah. That's what they do in Delaware. Oh. Also, I'd like did to thank Rob for just describing minor league baseball as the <laughs> tradition and turning it into the end. It's like, yeah, it's like, of course. That's, what's, that's what makes it great. That's why it's the minor leagues. Uh, uh, I couldn't. Uh, uh, no, I just thought it was funny. That's all. Like you were saying, uh, saying all that stuff. I was like, yeah, that's, it sounds like the Iron Picks. Yep. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. And, and, and speaking of minor league ball, we can announce today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. we are going to be popping down to uh, Wilmington to cover some Blue Rocks games this year. <laughs> hey, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a third, third team for the uh, Washington Nationals. So yeah. In the same league, you might see one of their players down there rehabbing. You never know. Yeah, Is I it, always took my kids down there because it only cost me ten bucks to get in for the whole family. Exactly, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Free parking too. <laughs> Free parking, and ten bucks to get in. And Don't they, try and buy no food for them in there, but you, you know. <laughs> they play the uh, the Jersey Blue Claws, who are the Phillies affiliate. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they see them a lot. They're, you know, probably see them like thirty six times over the next couple months. So that'll be fun. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah, and then me and Bobby today on the PFL. Yep, on uh, the PFL media, media day. day. Yeah, Pro Fight League down at AC, starting this Friday. Starting this Friday. Got to interact with a lot of the the guys, the fighters, and see what their mindsets were going into uh, this Friday's fight. So that was fun. Of course, we'll have something for you guys on that uh, on Last Out Media as always. The man Bobby Dubs asked former UFC champion Anthony Pettis questions. Oh yeah, I asked him, "How do you stay humble, knowing that everybody in here? I mean, they pretty much say you have the best pedigree of everybody that's in this tournament." And he, he, he gave me some really good answers. He talked about staying in the moment, staying in the present. This right here is what matters, not what I did before, what I've ever gotten, or what I may get later. Right here, right now, I have to beat this dude in front of me. And must have found a barber down in AC. Shape up looked fantastic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Very clean. Mine was chef's kiss. <laughs> and that's just about all we've got for uh, everybody today. So... Uh, let's run through our tags, names real quick. Doc, where can the people find you at home? Um, my Facebook is Brian Doc, is Brian Doc, and my Twitter is uh, the Yellow Sheets. Yellow Seats. 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 Rob Manoff. I mean, if you listen, you can find me on Twitter at ManoffRM. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook, Rob Manoff, but I don't, I don't use it. Um... <laughs> One percent of the world over there doesn't Don't use it. it. I mean, I, I have it. Like, I, I'll post the articles and stuff. If, if I write something, you want to find it, and you don't have Twitter. Um, they'll also be on Last Outs Facebook. Um, but I don't like interact too much. I don't post a lot of stuff, um, so you don't have to worry about it too much. Um, but yeah, I'll, I should be back. Uh, I took a, took a break covering the Sixers while they were national. Um, so I'm gonna try to get a couple games in prior to I'm having a kid next week. Or sooner. Um, <laughs> and that's a lovely party gift. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They the guys here threw me a uh, baby shower, which was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they, well, no, no, they, they called it a baby shower, and they just bought gifts. There's no fucking decorations or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Rob yeah, other than that, you know, anything Sixers just hit me up or anything, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's your boy Bobby Dubs. You can always find me. Uh, 
on Twitter running the Eli Manning Stan account. But other than that, you can get me at YoungSwed1385 on Twitter. You can get me on Instagram, Robo the Writer. Go get the book. It's on Amazon, paperback or a digital copy. Hope overheard. And as always, you can catch me on Last Out Media. And John Barcher at the Floating Head from the Sol- uh, Fortress of Solitude. Where can the people find you? Oh, well, I like to just keep it clean. At John Barcher, pretty much everywhere you can find me. And uh, I think uh, Bobby needs to do the same. Because <laughs> that was what? Young something with a bunch of numbers. And then your Instagram is a completely different name? Yeah, it, it's weird. Fix that. I can't. I can't like keep track of all that stuff. I'm old. My memory sucks, and I got a baby on the way too. So just it helps yeah, me yeah. out. Rob, I think you have the same problem. No numbers, please. I, internet, everyone, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Stop putting numbers in there. As you meditate, twenty two. I'm not changing. I'm not changing, John. Not oh, happening. Those are going to be gone soon. <laughs> right. Twenty's going to allow one change. And I think we'll you're allowed one Man on 5-2 was my AOL instant messenger screen name. And it's not changing. Good old aim. Yeah, that for, <laughs> good good old aim. They yeah, just that shut that year? down. What? Did you have that for a year? For a year? AOL <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> Come on. Nah, I grew up. They've been dead longer than the internet. Nah, I, mean, I, I grew up. A- ASL. Chat rooms and stuff. <laughs> picking up girls from Georgia that probably weren't girls. <laughs> Remember last week when Manoff admitted to mail fraud on the oh, podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was doing it on yeah. radio. Just let me know. It's not just real. Just yeah. announcing on, on radio. And sure yeah. you know. uh, statute of limitations, dude. Yes. I'm good. And before we run up against that again, I am Matt Maratea. You can find me across platforms at mmaratea22. That's M-M-A-R-A-T-E-A, followed by the number 22, much to the chagrin of John Barchard. Uh, you can find me there, Twitter, Instagram, Untapped, and uh, you can find me slowly burrowing a hole into Eagles Draft Twitter, trying to find out who they're going to pick.